Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools you love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as always by the grand juror of Gel Inc. That is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Wow, am I getting called for jury duty? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, I'm, I'm getting... We talk about going in cycles a lot on this show. Huh? Don't you like how you just chime in and then I just totally you know, take us off track like this? Yep. But we're, we talk about going in cycles a lot and you know, we get both get, uh, I don't want to call it a rut, but we both get kind of get you know, enamored with one product and you know, use them a lot. So I've been using a lot of fountain pens and now you, you mentioned the gel pens and I've actually been using a lot more gel pens recently, but unfortunately it's not anything different. I'm still, I'm, I've been using my high tech C's a lot more and you know, the Uniball Sano DX is a lot more, I miss my gel pens when I don't use them. I, I, I do say that. Do you ever, do you ever have that problem? Do you ever, you know, you use certain, you know, maybe two or three pens for a month or two and then, you know, use it. do you ever start missing some other pen that you haven't used in a while? Yeah. And uh, what, what I tend to miss are like things. So for example, I mean, I've been using my Twisby a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and then the ink, I've run out of ink pretty much. There's like a little bit left and I keep forgetting to bring it home. Mm. Um, but one of, but there is still some ink in there, but I know it's not only going to last me a, a couple more days, so I need to remember to bring it home. But I've been missing the convenience of the Retro Fifty One. Ah, so ah. I've been I've been pulling those out of the uh, out of the uh, pencil case a bit more in the last week or so. Yeah, and uh, just just using those. My favorite, actually, I'm pretty sure my favorite overall now is the Bamboo model. Okay, yeah. That's a, that's one of the best looking ones, I think. It's a stunner, and it's just slightly thicker than the that's other right. ones, and it's also because it's it's nice. It's just nice to hold. It's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that you can still buy that. I bought it from a reseller. I, d- I don't okay. even know if they still have it for sale. But if you are able to find a bamboo retro fifty one, then you are in for a uh, a treat because it's a. It's a it's a really nice, really really nice uh, version of that pen. That's what that's actually the first retro fifty one I remember seeing is the bamboo model. Someone reviewed it. You know, it might have been Brian at Office Supply Geek or something before I'd ever used a retro fifty one. That was the first one I ever saw um, being reviewed or something like that. And I always thought it was a really good looking pen. I like it a lot. Yeah, it was well, a, well, it's well, a special edition one for I think for charity. Ah, okay, yeah, I think you're right. Like, maybe it might have been World Wildlife, World Wildlife Federation or something like that might have been. Like, I can't remember now, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's something to do with Save the Pandas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, speaking of Retro 51, we talked about the uh, the Retro 51 Snapper a couple weeks, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. And, um, you know, how both you and I had done, like, a... Um, you know, product focus group for when they were bringing this pen to market. And both of us had pretty, pretty similar issues with the pen. And, you know, both of us felt that it wasn't quite up to snuff, at least what we're used to for retro 51 uh, products. So I said during that episode that I will do my best to purchase a um, actual production version of the Retro 51 Snapper Tornado because they just came out. That's why we started talking about it. They just released them to market. And, gosh, before, practically as soon as we got that podcast episode posted, our friend Mary Collis, um, she sent me a link because I had mentioned, you know, if anyone knows where I can get one, tell me. And she sent me a link to Daily's Pen Shop. And they had the four colors of the Snapper um, 
available for sale in the U.S. So I ordered one. I ordered um, I ordered the Chrome version. So there's four colors out now. There was what yellow, a blue, a confetti, and the Chrome. Mm-hmm. And I just went with the Chrome because I thought it looked best. Um, the after I, after I ordered it and got it in, I was like, you know, maybe not an exact comparison to the one that I have because I had the one I have was like the white lacquers version, you know, which was similar to like the yellow and the blue one and the confetti one now. So I don't know if the the chrome is actually a little bit heavier or, you know, maybe a little bit different build. But the whole premise behind it is of me ordering this is to find out is it has it improved from the model that we had. So to recap, the model that Mike and I had, we both felt like the knock was, I guess, a little loud. Uh, uh, what's the best way to say it? Like we I'm felt the the, like, me- the mechanics of the pin were loud. There was lots of clicking, lots of jangling rattled. going yeah. on. I, I found it to rattle a lot. Yeah, rattling. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Like when you're writing, when you're you know between letters or between words, when the tip lifts off the page and then the tip goes back down, you'd often hear a click or a rattle or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to find out if the production model was any better. And I have to say it's a little bit better. Um, it's noticeable. I can tell a difference between the two pins. The The knock section, the difference that I found with the prototype version and the production version is the knurled knock at the top on the demo version that we got moves like I can rotate it. Okay. Like it spins around the barrel on the new production version. It does not, it's fixed. Good. So it's a little bit more stable as far as, um, the sound goes. Um, I don't know if you can hear this. Yeah. That That sounds better. That's the, no, that's actually the demo version. Oh, well, then it sounds the same. <laughs> yeah, and then the the knock part, the new one doesn't really do it as much. Um, it's a lot more. I don't know. I'm sitting here. I got both of them in my hand. I'm I'm clicking, and you you can't tell anything by me clicking, no. and you probably can't tell anything by me writing. But you hear that? Yeah, that's the demo version. Yeah, I know that. Like that, if, you're, if you're just mm-hmm. tapping it, that sounds familiar, right? Yes. And that's the new one. It's a little oh, lot more solid. That's miles better. Yeah. Well, I'm so, pleased. I'm actually very pleased. Yep. So, in the end, I mean, like we discussed, the problem, well, not the problem, but the issue it boils down to, it, it's an all-metal barrel pin. There's going to be some noise, right? But there's things you can do to limit that. And it looks like, they basically, I think they've tightened up the mechanism on the knock from the demo version that we originally tried to this production model that I just ordered. Um, and I will say it is better. Um, it mechanically, it seems better now functionally you and I were not huge fan of this pins just because it's a ballpoint. That's a whole different story, but it does fit the moleskin gel, um, refill. It fits a standard Parker gel refill. I put one, put mine in and it, it works fine. So you should try that on, swap that out on yours one day it's and this, uh, see if you like that. It's all about that Schmidt refill for me, though. That oh, makes, that's true. That that's makes true. the pen as good as it is. It's that specific refill that they use in the Retro 51 in, yeah, the, they, in the rollable it, version it, that, it, I, that I love. Yeah, it, it kind of feels – it makes it feel like a Retro 51, right? 
that that's as I said, like for me, when I first put the pen to the paper of my orange one that I bought, which was the first one, because you convinced me because of how it looked, mm-hmm. and I was blown away. And it, it mm-hmm. I think that experience sort of opened me up to this show more because it showed me the type of it, you know the type of quality that you can get if you look outside the pen store. Yes, that's right. I mean, there's yeah, that's episodes and episodes worth of conversation, but the differences the the minimal differences that make up big change in your in your writing or the performance of the pen are are out there and it, but people, you know, you just have to discover it. Then once you discover it, then then you're down the rabbit hole with the rest of us. Yep, exactly. and you're uh, you're downloading all 47 episodes of the podcast and <laughs> and having a marath- a weekend marathon of the of the Penatic podcast. People do that. They do. We get do we get tweets all the time. I got one today. Hey, I just found the podcast. I'm catching up now. I'm on episode five. <laughs> like, sweet, that's awesome. <laughs> this is a good show, I think, to listen to from the start. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and and it's changed a lot. You know, and uh, I think we're I think we're getting better with age, Michael. Just like a good wine. That's right, or girly drinks. Just like a good girly drink. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, what else? What else do you want to talk about? We got uh, we got some new field notes in the pipeline. Yes. Have you gotten, uh, your, have you gotten yours yet? No. <sighs> yeah. Well, don't don't feel too bad. You know why? Why? I haven't gotten mine either. Oh, I don't feel so bad. And I, I ordered mine in the first fifteen minutes it was live, and people started getting theirs yesterday, and I haven't gotten mine yet, so I haven't seen them yet. Mine's been shipped as part of my subscription, obviously, but um, international shipping and there's been double bank holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, tell me, Brad, what do you think of the new field notes? That's not fair. I was going to ask you that first. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is how my week went last week. Okay. I was in, you know, I work third shift, so I'm usually not up during the daytime when things like this drop live, so I usually don't get to see them, right? Well, I happened to be um, in a training class, so I was I was uh, I was a normal person for a week, and this landed, you know, right about right about lunchtime one day when I'm in, at class, and I was able to just order it, look on my iPhone. So the the post we get the email, you know, if you're on the mailing list, I don't know that it matters anymore because so many people tweet it out once once the mailing list comes. When the mail comes, you're not supposed to you know, tell the world that, Hey, these are up for sale. It's supposed to be for the mailing list subscribers only first, but mm-hmm. I think they're, they're past that threshold now where they print so many of them that, uh, it doesn't really matter. They don't really care. Um, but when it first landed, I wasn't impressed. Okay. Um, and that's kind of unfair just cause, uh, it's different. I, I you know, the, the, um, expedition edition was different. This one's different in, a, a different kind of way. It's visually different than the traditional books that they've made. This is the and biggest departure they've made from the field notes style. I, I agree, and and that's including the expedition edition. The expedition edition, the style was the same. It's just the properties of the paper were different. Yeah, I mean, and this, it had that sort of that that like lacquered raised finish of the map, but you can't really see that. Yeah, you can't really see it. It's slightly raised, but you have to have it like in the right lighting to see it. So when I saw this one, I thought this was the biggest departure from the normal. And I understand exactly what they're doing. Like if you followed Field Notes all along and you've seen Aaron Draplin, 
you know, the whole reason behind it were these old, you know, crop diaries and things he'd get from, you know, American farmlands in the 30s and 40s and 50s that he's picking up at garage sales. Well, that's what the, some of these images look like. You know, I thought I thought the American, uh, the uh, the crop edition, you know, kind of handled some of that. So this one, the the departure here is they basically used an image for the front of the book. Yes. Yeah, so as opposed to a solid or some some type of solid color letter pressing. And for me personally, I I I'll I'll withhold judgment till I get them in my hand, but I wasn't like ooh ah like a lot of people were. My jaw hit the desk. Really? Um, yeah, I think that these are stunning looking. They're totally different, but on their own, they look beautiful, and I cannot wait to get them. And I'm so happy that I'm got the that I'm going to be getting two sets because of the subscription. Because mm-hmm. there, I never want to touch one of these sets. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely definitely stash these away. So the thing I the thing I thought about this was I think I think I might use this edition more than any. But I'll, we'll see. It's also one other thing to mention on it. It's a lined edition where all the other ones have been graph paper. Oh, well, not all, man. Not all the, I feel like I need to buy a million of them now. Yeah, not all the other ones. The, um, the um, Traveling Salesman, which was one of my favorites, was Ledger style, which is basically lined with a couple extra columns in it, yeah. which I love that edition. That's one of my favorites. But um, this this was made to be like a, you know, like a, it's very like 1960s looking and i think they pulled it off beautifully i just don't know that it's going to be one of my favorite editions i think that this it was full full bleed imagery both mm-hmm. both spines and it's got this like white um bar at the bottom mm-hmm. which is america the beautiful and it has the individual name for each of because it's three different images yeah it's like the desert a cornfield and mountain a mountain range yeah, and it comes with like a, a wet transfer sticker that you can put on your car, uh-huh. or you can you you can just spam the uh, spam the tube windows. I might do that to when one you of them when you go. You know, like just graffiti. I'll have two, right? So I might I might yeah. just do. It. But I'm ve- I'm very excited for this this set. And now that they're lined, I, I feel like I shouldn't buy more. I'm getting two. I, it's that'd be insane. But I know <laughs> that I will love the li- I love lined because um, I but I don't really like the traveling salesman. Mm-hmm. Because of the ed, uh, all the added columns, right? But the the traveling salesman is very useful, and I use one um, every couple of weeks because when I'm um, totting up all of our no- network numbers for the mm-hmm. month, I do it in a traveling salesman guide. Oh, nice! I can yeah. write the name of the show and then write the total download numbers and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's super that's useful. That. And for making so lists and stuff and checking yeah. things off. So I'll, I'll withhold judgment until I see it. Um, you know, it didn't. It, it didn't knock my socks off. Put it that way. It's believe me. It's going to be totally fine, and it looks cool. Um, I, I guess it's just something about that that traditional solid field notes cover. You know, brands are going to change, and you know, do things to make things better and things yeah. like that. So you know, they got they have to do something like this, and they. I'm I'm sure they pulled it off well. Everyone seems to be raving about it. Um, it just didn't. It just didn't strike me as some of the other editions have. It's a really large print run. Yeah, what's the number? 45,000. Holy cow. Which is less than the Expedition Edition, which was 60. Mm-hmm. But 
the traveling salesman was 24,000. Right. So that's what I was thinking. So we not counting the expedition because they actually made that to go into regular production. So they probably printed that even larger because of that. Yep. Um, yeah, from 25 to 45 is stunning. Yeah, because the expedition edition says temporarily out of stock, which they usually don't say. Right. They usually right, just right. say out of stock. So with that sort of level in mind, I might buy some more when I receive them. I don't know. Yeah. So I um, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, it was, yeah, so like with the expedition edition, they'll just come out with it and, you know, it'll say, you know, second print run or whatever when you know when they make the next batch i actually just opened up a new a new pack to use i just finished a done utility book and i kind of go back and forth i use like one done utility book then one field notes because i like them both and so i just opened up a pack of just like the regular red-blooded edition and it's actually you know like it says first print run you know it's from one i've had sitting in the closet or something but since that's a regular stock edition when they run out they'll just go and print you know ten thousand more or whatever and it'll be second print edition or something like that so anyway you know you can't mention doan at the moment without people asking you questions you know as soon as i said that i was like ah you know i probably shouldn't have said that because i'll oh, that opens up a can of worms um I don't know what to say about that other than I've talked to Chad. Um, I don't have a lot of specifics, um, but we'll just leave it at at Chad's taking a break. And he does not know whether he will continue after he takes a break or it will go away after he takes a break. This is Chad Doan of Doan Paper, which you are an extreme advocate for and have been in the past yeah, Chad's a friend of mine. Um, I've obviously never never met him in person, but we talk on the phone and we exchange a lot of emails. And you know, when it first, you know, when people first started noticing, he asked me really not to say anything because um, he wasn't ready to discuss it. But then, you know, some our listeners and and Twitter followers, you know, reached out to Chad and he replied back to them that he was, you know, taking a break and whatever. So. Basically, where it's at right now is he's going to have a closeout sale. He's it's donepaper.com is back up now, and he's got it um, laid out with a um, with an image saying on what July first there's going to be a closeout sale. Um, so the best I can say is you know check back then um, if you're a, a junkie like me. Um, you can, you can order and and get stocked up for the next year or two. And then basically we'll all just be seeing what Chad does from there. I mean, I, I wish I had more insight I could share with you. I mean, I I would, if I had it, I don't, that's all I know. I don't, I'm not withholding anything. I don't, you know, I've talked to Chad, he needs a break. Um, you know, and that's pretty much it. That's where we're at right now. Make sure you remind me about that closeout sale. I want to see if he's got any of those lever lever work items left. He will. He will. Yeah, I want some of that stuff. Yeah, I've seen the uh, the flyer for it. Cool. And um, yeah, I want to get involved. It's basically it's basically they'll basically be updates for um the stuff that was there previously. Just uh, I think new new leathers, maybe a little bit different shape, something like that. I can't remember offhand. I'm not looking at it, but yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll. I'm a once Chad's ready to discuss things. I told him he has a open forum on the podcast or my blog or whatever he wants to do. I, I was here for him, but I'm giving him some giving him some space too. So 
you know, we'll see probably uh, when the, when the sale gets closer to happening, maybe I'll see, I'll reach out to him again and, and see if he wants to kind of give some insight, but he very well may not. So. Yep. It's his own choice. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I think, uh, in a nutshell, Chad's taking a break and don't paper may continue to exist and it may not. And that's just kind of what we're all waiting to see. Indeed. Yep. Um, Okay. So there you go. There you go. There you go. And uh, people keep pinging me. Um, so, you know, how I, if I know anything, you will know something, um, you know, as, as best as I can share. So, but uh, people keep going, oh no, Chad's gone. Where's Stone Paper? Where'd everything go? And I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I'm with you. I'm, you know, I don't want to say I'm sad because, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Chad if, if Chad's happy. So, Yep. There it goes. <laughs> so I just had my uh, Field Notes eBay notification. <laughs> During the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, been, I've lost out a, f- a few bids this week again. But I've, one, one that they've got on there now is Butcher Orange. They've got a Butcher Orange sealed pack on eBay. I saw that. I saw that. What's it up to? $25, one bid. Okay, yep. I don't even know. I saw... I kind of last given up. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, I've pretty much given up too. The prices are stupid. It's not that. Um, it's the, the sniping. I can't. I mean, I, yeah. I had a bid on a just below zero pack and a packet full of sunshine, mm-hmm. um, and I was the only bidder for a week, and then lost it out in the last minute. Yeah, and I'm kind of getting a bit sick of it. So, I mean, I would I would love a butcher orange, but I'm not going to bother. I, it's it's just too frustrating. If if they don't have buy it now, then I'm not I'm not interested. Yeah. So last week, um, Mackinac Autumn went for one seventy nine forty eight, and a pack of Levi's went for two o two fifty. Two hundred and two dollars. That's just stupid. That is insane. Yeah, I'm kind of getting burnt out on that. I don't know people are getting burnt out of hearing us talking about it, but the prices are. The prices are stupid now. My kids, my kids would say, "Ooh, you just said a bad word, stupid." But they are. <laughs> <laughs> the things the kids latch onto. I know. But they do. <laughs> so you got some other new stuff coming? Uh, yeah, I've got a jet pens order on the way. Um, hang on one minute, and I'm going to bring it up. I'm just okay. writing. Ooh, you said you said a bad word. In the, uh, in, as a title suggestion, it's, it's just awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to JetPens now so I can pick up. One thing that I have ordered from JetPens is um, a set of day game edition field notes because yep. they've got them in stock there, so they're like $9. So I was like, yep. yeah, I'll go for that. We need to start a petition you know, um, you know, maybe at change.org. <laughs> we'll start a petition on change.org for field notes that we want the white cover, red lettering, dot paper day game edition to become a standard edition. I like the sound of that. <laughs> that's because both you and I, that's one of our favorite single individual notebooks, period, and across, the, across all the ones. And uh, that would be... They don't have a they don't have a stock dot paper, so I think we'd have a sh- we'd have a shot with this. So my my thinking is for the time being, whenever I order something, if they've got day game edition, I'm just going to keep adding it to my cart. 
And then you're going to use all the white ones first and mm-hmm. then leave the brown and the green for later? Yep. I mean, they're all nice, <laughs> but that white and red is a, is very attractive. And uh, Yeah, it's... Uh, I'll stock up while I can. So let me tell you what else I bought. I bought a Nuda's Conrad Flex fountain pen. Oh, cool. Because we had somebody you know, tell us about them on Twitter, and I went, and they're beautiful. They remind me of the Edison Collier, you know? Yep. They're like the yep. tortoise shell design. Um, I think I might have bought the last one. Yeah, I saw. I was looking uh, last night, and I think there were about twelve different models, and I think they had maybe two left that weren't sold out, something like that. It was they they did a good job. I don't don't know what the stock levels were to begin with, but they've sold those very well. So I thought this would be a good ink testing pen. So it's kind of what it's for. It's like a piston refilling. I bought a. I then raided the list that we're going to talk about in a moment that you put together, Mm -hmm. and I bought an Oto graphic liner. Um, I bought a Sakura Pigma Micron, um, which I've not used before. Wow. I didn't realize that. I bought a Sakura pen, but bought the brush pen instead by accident. And oh, yeah. I remember that conversation. Sure did. Sure kind, did. Kind of went out of my head. I bought a Kokoyo Beetle Tip Freeway Highlighter because I thought that looked awesome. And a Pilot Metropolitan Fountain Pen. Oh, cool. I still don't have one of those. Somebody, I, got, I need to rectify that. I think it might have been Stuart Housley. Uh-huh. Um, he suggested that this pen to me, I believe. Somebody did, and I think it might have been Stuart. Um, and it was $14.50. So I exactly. think i go for it. So it's not- let me tell you the theory on that pen, and okay. this is what everyone's saying from all the reviews that I've read. And the only reason I haven't bought it yet because it only comes in medium nib, but I think that maybe that's all it's going to come in, so I'll just buy one. But the theory is it's the exact same nib as the Prera, and you're getting it for about $40 cheaper than a Prera. That's interesting. So huh. that's the theory. I mean, medium nib for me is like the same issue it is for you because medium Japanese is like fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to go, go with it, but I thought for $14, I'd give it a shot. I haven't read a review of the Metropolitan that has not raved about it, put it that way. It looks nice. I got it in gold. It was, again, the only color that they had, which isn't necessarily the color I would choose. Right. But it was what they had, so I went with it. It's not It's not an, an unattractive pen. It's a, it looks right. quite nice, but I would have preferred the silver or the black. And what's funny, there's a real funny thing about the Metropolitan Um and then I'll have to do some more research on this, but okay, there's a Pilot Metropolitan, and it comes in what maybe four barrel colors and a medium nib. There's a pin that's essentially an American pin. If you think of the Metropolitan, is essentially the American version of the pin. There's another version called the Pilot Cocoon, and if you look that up on Jet Pins, you'll see it looks exactly the same, but it's got different colors. And doesn't have like each of the Metropolitans has like a little pattern design on them. Yeah. Some are solid, some are I forget what they're all called, like a wave or a grid or whatever. Yeah. The cocoon is solid, but it's like the same nib, the same barrel, but that's the Japanese model, and it's like forty five dollars. Yeah, they have they're actually metal though, I think, and the other ones are probably plastic. Are they? Yeah, I'll have to look into that. But these they look are exactly silver, the same. Titanium metallic grey. So these are metal, but yeah, they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So most people have been buying the Metropolitan just because the cocoon is, it doesn't seem to be as, as good a deal. But, you know, the the reasoning is that 
the cocoon actually comes from Japan, from the Japan distributor, I believe, while the Metropolitan comes from the U.S. distributor. So there's lots of customs issues and shipping issues that also, you know, raise the cost on items like that. So people, right. people were freaking out about the price difference, and I think that's why. You know, um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't done all my homework on that, but I think that's the the theory between the Metropolitan and the cocoon. The cocoon comes in fine too. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you've got that exactly. for you. Well, cool. It looks like you did the. I'm I'm very anxious to see what you think about the Oto graphic liner, and the uh, the Secura and the Beetle tip. Those are uh, so you you've obviously been. Uh, do you, do you read uh, Penatic.com? Is that a do? You, have you heard of this blog? Um, I don't. I no. I don't think I'm familiar with it. Okay. Okay. Well, you should you should check it out. That guy uh, Brad. He talks a lot about those pens and. Okay. Um, you know, he's got some good, uh, good ideas, some good top five pins. We should probably talk about that, you know, after we do a little sponsor hit from Squarespace, our friend at Squarespace. Sounds like a perfect idea to me. All right. All right. So let's take a moment to thank our fine friends over at Squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provide you with all of the tools to build your next site online, whether that be a website, blog, portfolio, business site even an online store. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment that allows you to put something online in minutes. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. It's all built right in. They have fantastic templates that are very, very beautiful. They're very clean, and they look fantastic on any device, from a computer to a mobile phone to a tablet. They look fantastic, and they scale using responsive web design to look perfectly native on those platforms they have a great page builder called layout engine that allows you to create custom uh custom layouts sorry for each of your pages in seconds you just add blocks of content and drag them around as you see fit to create whatever it is you want to be on your page they have award-winning 24 7 customer support that respond to your queries in minutes they have fantastic apps on ios and android that allow you to view your stats and posts on the go as well they also have squarespace commerce it's never been easier to sell products online with Squarespace Commerce. Physical goods, digital goods, they have all of the tools that you'll need, including um, payment processing, uh, order processing, inventory management. You can set up uh, download links and coupons and emails and everything. It's a real great system that can easily be integrated into any existing or new Squarespace site. I want you to go and find out more about this and sign up for a free trial at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month, but if you use the offer code 70 decibels for... 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-4, you will get 10% off your first purchase at squarespace.com who give you everything you need to make an amazing website. Thank you to Squarespace for their support. All right. it's Hey, it's pretty cool how my kids um, don't wait to yell until you start doing the Squarespace uh, read. I, I heard a whisper. <laughs> it seems like you know they're they're good for about twenty twenty five minutes, and then about as soon as we do do a Squarespace, I start hearing uh, you know WrestleMania going on. So <laughs> yeah, you're in a different room today, right? We're trying out a different room. Yeah, we're trying to trying to do some different different things just to uh, see if we can uh, quell the uh, the crazy people. But I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I think they are now as an important part as oh, I can't think of them as important yeah. to the show as I am. Oh, it's a it's a feature now mm-hmm. at this point. You know, hearing my kids yell in the background, you know, it's it's to be expected. You know, we haven't heard the UPS driver in uh, you know about a year now, so that the kids are the new UPS driver. That will work. 
All right. So um, you mentioned on your jet pins order, you uh, you actually I was last week I did a updated top five pins list, and you you went and picked out a few things on that list. And um, so what what did you think about the the layout of this list that I did on the site? It's a lot more uh, comprehensive than it's ever have ever has been before. In, in yeah, because I think that was a lot of one of the reasons. What it, what I did in the past was I would just make a simple blog post, say here are the top five pins that I'm currently using. You know, just kind of give people a flavor of what are the pins that I'm reaching for on a daily basis over the past few months. And I, I kind of got bogged down in not changing that, just because I just I don't know the five pins. Five pins seem kind of boring to me, um, just on its own. I mean, people still like that post and you know wanted to see what I was using, and then it became a thing where. You know, if I didn't update it for a few months, people would say, "You haven't done an update. What's the la- what's the latest update? Or what are your top favorite pins that I could buy at Office Max?" Or you know, they give me all kinds of ideas on what they wanted to see. So once I finally unlazied myself, I decided to come up with a top five pins list that incorporated one the things that I'm using the most. Just kind of like an overall general list of, okay, you know, I go to work tonight. These are kind of the pins I have handy and might use tonight. Or just basically the pins that I've have been in the heaviest rotation, say, over the past two or three months. Um, and then I elaborated on that and added in specific subsets of top five pins lists, which people have been really happy with. They, I got a lot of good feedback on that post for, you know, thank you for breaking it down into these few different things. So, um, and I think this page was so easy to create. I think this is really just the start of what I'm going to do with this page. I think, you know, right now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six top five lists. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm before I, expand that list. I got a couple more that I want to add that people have mentioned that I thought were really good ideas. I want to, you know, add in for each list, you know, a little bit of commentary, you know, a sentence or two on why I like this pen, you know, and just give people more information to help them, you know, discover new new pens and, and things that they might find useful. So if you changed your um, I was pretty colors. pretty happy with how it turned out. Sorry, if you changed your link colors again. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Blue and green. Okay. Yeah. So it was purple, yeah. wasn't it? Was it was purple and orange, and then it was a lighter, a lighter blue and pink, and now it's a darker blue and green. I hate. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fidgeter, and I like this one the best. So I like that a lot. <laughs> and not to par- not to continue the, the sponsor, but it's easy to do it with Squarespace. It's not. You know. Well, yeah, that's why I keep changing it because it takes about two minutes. As long as I decide on a color, I could go change everything in about two minutes. So, yeah, that's that's why I do it. But, you know, the the purple I liked, but you couldn't read it. It matched too much with the black, and people couldn't see the links, like if they were in line and text. Oh, okay. So I changed it to when, when I very first started the Pen Addict on an old blogger template, it had uh, like a light blue and pink theme. Um, you know, it's not as hideous as it sounds. So <laughs> I kind of went back to, to tradition and on the links on, on this on this page, and it just ended up not looking very good, I don't think. So now I'm a, I found uh, two colors that work well together, and I think I like this the best. They show up, they're readable, and all that stuff. So, yes, I did that last night because I knew we'd be talking about this today, and it was bugging me. <laughs> oh, dear. 
So, um, <laughs> what? You just make me laugh. Huh? You just make me smile. Sorry. Sorry. I try. I try. <laughs> so I, I have issues. You know, I write a blog called The Pen Addict. You know, it's pretty clear that I have a, a whole set of issues that are, are uh, have gone uh, undiscovered. Man, I just found my way onto your Flickr page. Oh, and, that was a mistake. Yeah, and I found the image of your orange render K. Yeah. Oh, mama. Yeah, that That's, thing's bad. Uh, that is a good-looking pen. So let's uh, let's sidebar from this main conversation because <laughs> I yeah. wanted to talk about this at the end, but you mentioned it. Thank you to everyone for all the kind words about last week's podcast. I got more positive feedback about that episode than any episode we've ever done. I oh, think, really? Mike. I don't know if you heard anything. I didn't uh, specifically, get too much. But no, I didn't get too much. I got several emails, several tweets um, saying, you know, that they people enjoyed that episode. And um, so I just wanted to thank Dan for doing that interview. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job and uh, I thought it ended up being a really good episode for us. So I agree. Anyway, you mentioned the render K. I, I wanted to mention I was going to mention that at the end anyway. So thank you to everyone who sent uh, all the kind words about last week's episode. That was fun. So back into these pins. Let's look at my overall list because that's what people seem to ask me about. Um I still use the heck out of my vanishing point. I'm starting to get wear on it, which is really? good. You know, I like seeing, you know, a, a pin like that. It kind of it ages pretty well. Um, I'm not showing through anything, but you can see lots of lots of scuff marks and you know rub marks and things like that. It's starting to look pretty cool. I use the, I, I do switch. I have two nibs for that pin. I have an EF and an F, and I go back and forth. Um, yeah, I used the EF for probably the last three months, and I just switched back to the F nib, which which I I think I might be actually liking a little bit better. The EF is really, really, really fine. But um, aside from the vanishing point, um, the high tech C I've been using the heck out of too. I just I love that pen, and not a lot of people do. Um, it, it's it's a definitely a love hate pen, and um, I know that doesn't really it doesn't really suit your. It, it doesn't really suit left-handers very well because it's a needle style, and that's a lot of time hard for left-handers. I know you're not necessarily a huge fan of the high-tech seat, right? It's I just d- too fine. It's not so much that because I, I, I like my Kalito. I just I cannot stand the standard barrel, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. then don't love it enough to go crazy on the Kickstarter barrels for it. Yep, yep. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, the barrel is a, is a big negative. Um, it doesn't phase me. I guess I'm used to it. Um, they've used pilot as long as I can remember has used something like that barrel. Like even in the eighties, they used it on the, um, uh, what do they call that ballpoint pen? The um, best ballpoint or, or something like that. I've actually reviewed it in the past, but that barrel is actually a take on a traditional barrel of theirs that they've been using for 20 or 30 years. So maybe they, maybe they should upgrade it. <laughs> and I guess they kind of did with that, uh, that, mica mesa barrel that i reviewed a couple few weeks back yeah but actually i still prefer the traditional barrel but um then third is the secure pigma micron and fourth is the oto graphic liner and those are the two pins you just ordered um i am always with a secure pigma micron that's just one of my favorite pens um it's very versatile does a lot of different things and the oto graphic liner has probably been the biggest shock of a pen i've used in the past year i i mean i it's a really good pen. It's I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a it's like a high tech C, but it's a liquid pigmented ink. It's not a gel. 
and it's a needle tip. It just writes very smoothly and neatly. And it's got the added bonus of using a pigment and ink. So it's archival. So just like the micron, you know, I like those things sometimes when I'm, I'm doing different things. Yeah. Um, everyone I've recommended that pen to, that's one of those pens that would go pretty much undiscovered unless, I mean, not that I'm some guru or anything, but unless I talk about it, you know, I don't think that people would discover that. That's one of those pens that would go undiscovered, I think, if I didn't keep pushing it and telling how much I like it. And everyone that I've recommended to has bought one is go, oh, wow, this is a really good pen. I'm shocked. It's, a, it's uh, been a huge surprise. We haven't always had the best things to say about Oto's products in the past. No, I have a huge issue with their fountain pens. Their fountain pens, I've the fountain pens, I've they're cut off. That's <laughs> is terrible. the best way I can say it. I will purchase no more fountain pen Oto fountain pens. Because I have the Rook, which is horrible, and that, mm-hmm. and they are um, responsible for the terribly named Dude. Dude, Dude Rook. The Oto uh, Dude is probably the worst name I've ever heard for a pen. <laughs> You know, if they if they could come up with a cool website like the Pilot Juice, we might rethink the dude. That's true, actually. Yeah, if they yeah. can incorporate that name into an amazing website, I would yeah. happily rethink that. Yeah, and that website's but, so good. <laughs> but the pen is the pen is horrible. It's yeah. it's bad. Um, the Oto rollers are not bad. Their roller balls, they're fine. They're really not that bad. So, and then the. Um, the last one of my top five pens is, is the Uniball Jetstream. I, I use that a lot, um, you know, in my uh, my memo books that I'm carrying in my pocket, you know, for the field notes or dome paper books, things like that. I I just it's the Jetstream is just a go to pen. It kind of bounces on and off the list. I get in phases where I'm a huge, huge fan of the point five Jetstream, and that's actually too fine for most people because it's it's not even. You know, a 0.5 jet stream is probably like about a 0.4 or even less gel ink pen. I mean, it is super, super fine and needly and scratchy, but that's what I love about it. And uh, I've actually, years ago, when I was really talking about the jet stream a lot, and when they first came out with the 0.5 on jet pens, you know, I recommended it and people would buy, you know, I had a reader buy like, five of them or something like that and they're like oh i hate this pen it's too scratchy and i just bought them off of them i was like yeah that's no problem here i'll buy them i'll buy them from you i like them so um so that's uh i I have a feeling this list is going to change over the next between now and the summer i'm going to be purchasing a bunch of pens i think i'm kind of i've been kind of waiting for the the pen show to come up in, in about a week and a half um and I think I might have some change to my top five pens, but we'll see. We'll see. This is a this is a pretty pretty good group of pens that are that see a lot of use um, either at home or at work or that I'm carrying around things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that list. I think it might see a little bit of change here when I update it. And what this page is going to allow me to do is really update it on the fly to where I don't have to create a new post. I can just come in and edit this and yeah. you know make the changes I need and. Um, and I'm also going to add some additional top fives. You know, people wanted me to break down, you know, like micro gel tip pens. That's kind of its own category, right? I can break things down further than what I'm using. I can say, here are the best pens in these other categories. And that's really what people wanted to see because, you know, my personal top five pens is not necessarily a shopping list everyone should use, right? I mean, you use it because you're familiar 
with these things and we've talked about them and you know what to expect, but I would never expect someone to take this top five list and just start go shopping. That would be a huge mistake. You know, this is what fits me, you know, not what fits you. Yeah. Cause there were a couple of bits on there that I knew I wanted. So I figured I would just go and have a look at the rest and pick out some stuff that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted the, um, one of the main lists that I've, I've always, people have always asked me about is like the top five pins in the store. You know, we talk, all the time about the pins we talk about are oftentimes, you know, you have to order online or they're imported or, you know, we're ordering them from who knows where it's, you can't just walk down the street to a, to a retailer and purchase these pins. So I did make a list called top five pins in the store that, you know, if you're looking for a better pin and you just walk into a shop and these are some of the ones you can take a look at that you would, you know, hopefully enjoy using um, that people ask me that question probably more than anything on this whole list is what can I walk in the store and buy? That's a good pin. Yep. So, and then I added one, one I've never done before is the top five fountain pens. Um, I think this list is going to change a lot here in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already got one, uh, or two to add. So, <laughs> oh, wow. we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those in, in future episodes. And, um, so yeah, I've got, um, are there, are there any other top fives that you want to see? Like I talked about last week, you know, we'll do a top five Kickstarter pin, pin barrels. Yeah, that's good. I'll do that. Um, and I've gotten a couple other suggestions from other people. Is there any other thing? You know, I'll probably do like a, a ballpoint. You know, I get asked for a, a top five ballpoints. I'll probably do that. Um, anything else you can think of that would be good? Maybe like accessories. So like cases and stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that. So, yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge uh, pin case fan. So I, I, I buy and try a lot of pin cases. So that's a, that's a good idea because I do get asked uh, – what my favorites are on that. So yeah, that's an excellent one. I'm writing that down right now. Cool. Cause I want to know as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. But that's uh, you know, I, I, I learned something funny when I wrote this post for the top five pins, you know, I created the page and now I have a link in the sidebar and then I wrote a post in the blog. So everyone could see, you know, so I could point everyone, you know, I'm not making a blog post on my top five pins list. I'm making a page. So I inadvertently like doubled my traffic that day. <laughs> These aren't the things I think about when I'm writing a blog post because everyone went to my blog post and then they clicked on the top five pins. So I had like double the traffic. <laughs> you are a pro blogger. Yeah, I have this huge, I have this huge ski slope in my <laughs> in my traffic (laughs) that was totally inadvertent i just the next day i just looked at it and i just started laughing i was like oh that was pretty funny i kind of that i guess that worked out well and i certainly didn't mean for it to be that way because these you know we talk about this before these are not things that i concern myself with generally speaking but i was like oh man that was a pretty slick move by me (laughs) yeah well done we can all learn something from you yeah i was like oh pat yourself on the back there buddy no but that was that was just kind of a uh silly little thing that i saw i was like wow i didn't really intend to intend uh, for that to happen but hey look what happened so anyway that was i got a kick out of that but uh, it was probably just me (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think that's that's all i got for today man i've got uh you know while while we were sitting here talking um i I think i've got an idea for uh for next week's show already uh churning in my head so uh so uh Instead of diving into that, let's uh, we'll save it for next week, and uh, we'll get into a couple more things. Um, maybe even referring to this list. But uh, if anyone has any 
questions or comments or additions they want to see on this list, definitely just let me know. And there's a bunch of ways they can do that. I can email you. You are thepenaddict at gmail.com. Um, you are on app.net. You are Dowdy, D-O-W-D-Y, and Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. I am iMike on both services. And um, always feel free to send across any feedback, suggestions, and stuff like that. We always love to hear from you. Absolutely. So thank you, Brad, for being here this week. As always, it's always a pleasure doing the show with you. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Panatic Podcast. I'm Mike, and he is Brad. And until next week, bye-bye. Bye-bye.